complicated. Some of the questions I have is, Boycott Chapman's, the ice cream company, is making news. Why? Because anti-vaccine groups are taking aim at the ice cream company. What's happening is, to thank those employees who are fully vaccinated, they are giving them a dollar more per hour as their pay. And therefore, those who are not vaccinated are not getting that dollar bonus. And so the anti-vaccine groups are saying, boycott them for doing this. All right, so that's sort of setting up our conversation with Lior Samfiru, of course, co-founding partner at Samfiru to Mark and LLP, the employment law firm that we always go to. Good morning. Good to talk to you, Lior. Always a pleasure, Leslie. What do you make of this of this story? So first of all, I don't know that they should have or anyone should have been surprised that there was some backlash on this. Certainly those that are against the vaccine are, are very vocal and are not afraid to, uh, to, to voice their, their comments. But from a, a legal standpoint, ultimately there is some potential risk and liability from a human rights standpoint. And let me give you an example. Mm. There may be individuals that would, would want to get the vaccine, but they cannot for medical reasons, and they have that properly documented uh, by a doctor. So those individuals are in a situation where I don't get a benefit that someone else does because I have a medical condition. That's well, that a, could become dis- discriminatory. But it's so a small group. Problem. It's a very small group. And if, if Chapman's was smart before they rolled this out, they would have at least said, okay, you are exempt from this, but we'll give you the dollar because an hour because you are not not getting it. You just have a legitimate reason why you can't. Exactly. So yeah. if they address those groups that through no, no fault of their own or with a proper human rights exemption are not getting a vaccine, then I think they'd be on side with respect to human rights laws and, and really from any legal liability standpoint. As it is, there is some liability there. I mean, they can certainly show that they're not doing this to hurt any group. They're doing this to try to uh, encourage people to comply with public health measures and, you know, for the greater good, so to speak. But there is some liability there, and it's possible that we may see a human rights complaint or two. Okay, so what the, you've got the anti-vaccine people, and are, are their rights, uh, have, you know, how, how much say and how much power do they have to fight back on, on a situation like this, regardless of the employer? Well, I certainly think that you you will continue to see uh, employees and, and you know that they are not vaccinated joining forces with other groups that are are not vaccinated and try to you know boycott if you will employers. I think that overall, though the the number of individuals that are choosing not to be vaccinated is small, so I don't know that a business will necessarily see a major impact from that. But individual employees may well pursue legal recourse through human rights in this situation. And I think the, the even more likely scenario, and in fact, this is already happening across across the province, across the country, is individuals that are either let go or suspended because they are not vaccinated, those individuals certainly will have causes of action for wrongful dismissal, constructive dismissal. So that's something we're already seeing. Can employers, let's go back to the beginning, can employers mandate vaccination for their employees, A, and B, if not, can they ask vaccination status of an employee who comes to work? So these are uh, questions that employers have been struggling with for the past number of months. So first of all, in Ontario, we have a statute called the Occupational Health and Safety Act saying that you cannot penalize employees for not disclosing their personal medical information. 
So if I don't tell you if I'm vaccinated or not, and you punish me by letting me go or by suspending me, that right there could be a, a breach of statute that could create liability. So employers have to be very careful, careful there. And in terms of imposing a vaccine, it's a practical issue, and that is if you're not going to do what your employer says, you will lose your job. Hmm. But the law will consider that to be a, a, a termination without cause, meaning you would be owed severance and you would be owed compensation. I think a lot of employers don't appreciate that. They think that, well, we've implemented a policy. You didn't follow the policy, so that allows you to part, uh, us to part ways with you without compensation. That's not the case, and there could be significant liability, financial liability, to those employees that lost their jobs because of uh, being let go for not vaccinating. Let's talk about going back to work, the, or back specifically to the office, which is likely going to start to be rolling out very soon if it hasn't already. Do you have any fight to be able to stay at home if you want, if it's now proven for the last 18 months you've done your job from home? As long as your employer is doing what it's, what it's required of it to keep you safe in the workplace. So it's following government directions uh, about masking, social distancing, even vaccinations where there's those mandates that apply. An employee cannot really insist on being uh, allowed to work from home. And it's not even a question of can I do my job. It's a question of what were the terms of my employment pre-COVID. And if the terms of my employment were such that I can or, or that I do work from the office regularly, my employer is allowed to insist that we go back to that, again, so long as I'm safe and I'm able to do my job safely. So a lot of employees are surprised to hear that, and it's certainly a good idea to have that conversation with your employer. A lot of employers are going to be accommodating, and perhaps even a compromise could be worked where you work from home a couple of days and you come in a couple of days. But ultimately, yes, an employer can require that employees go back to pre-COVID arrangements despite what's been happening over the past year or two. You expect there'll be challenges, especially in a government town where it looks like the government may say it's time for the public service to go back? You know, in a unionized environment in a government town, yeah, there's always an argument that terms of employment that uh, have been established over the past two years are now becoming entrenched. That, that certainly happens in a unionized setting, and if they become entrenched, an employer cannot change that. So I do think mm. some unions will challenge that, and it will be interesting to see what happens. In a non-unionized environment, it's certainly going to be more, more flexibility that's given to an employer in that situation. Could it be also grounds for an argument that uh, they should get a pay cut because their expenses have been cut? Well, yeah, it, no, there really isn't. I, I, think, I know a lot of employers have looked at it this yeah. way. Can we, can we do that? Well, the flip argument is you know, think, think of the, the money you're saving, employer, uh, by not yeah. having me there. So, no, I don't think that is a basis for an employer to, to decide the employee gets a pay cut. Perhaps what they can do is you can come to the office, no problem, and everything stays the same. But if you want to work from home, we'll have different pay arrangements. At that point, that is the employee's decision. But to simply decide unilaterally you're taking a pay cut, no, that's not something an employer can do. I think I know the answer to this, but are things slowing down at all for you in the employment law sector? <laughs> No, no <laughs> Leslie, so. they're not. It, yeah. It's been certainly a very interesting, uh, well, two years, certainly a very interesting couple of months when it comes to these issues about uh, mandatory vaccines. And as we try to understand employee and employer rights in those situations, uh, and I think a lot of employees are certainly scared of losing their job and they have to make difficult decisions. And uh, we'll see how those things go. Thanks. Thanks for your time this morning. Appreciate it as always, Lior. 
Thank you, Leslie. Lior Samfiru, co-founding partner at the employment law firm Samfiru Jamarkin LLP. 1148, we'll take a break. News Talk 580 CFRA. You're listening.